What's up, dude? How is it going? Going good. Going good. Same old, same old, you know? It is very much unchanged from last week, I would say. Like, <laughs> let, me, let me be a little bit more like, careful here. Things on the exterior have not changed. On the interior, I find it way harder to deal with this than last week. This yeah. week, I don't know what what changed, but I'm slowly starting to get really, really sick of this. Yeah, and everyone is definitely. So far, I've always been like I, generally speaking, but especially in this uh, time, I've been always trying to be like very kind of positive and trying to look on like the the bright side of things, or at least uh, keeping up my spirits by looking ahead of what is there to come and what's actually kind of going great. What there are also like a few benefits of like the whole situation, but. This last week, I would have to say it has been gotten a little bit more difficult to kind of ignore the downsides of this. And yeah. I had so many plans that I wanted to do this spring. And now that April has, like the first two weeks of April has passed and it's really outside, it feels like spring. The sun is out, all the uh, trees are in bloom. Now it really hits me that there will be a lot of things that I really wanted to do this year that will probably not happen. And that mm. sucks. Yeah, same here, actually. But, yeah, you know, like, <laughs> talking about that, I, uh, I also have, like, I think everyone's going through the same thing. There's very little people who, who's actually finding this as something, um, I don't know, like multiple things, right? But pro like being productive or like finding opportunities. Like obviously this is the case, but I have one of my best friends who, uh, who lives in New York who he has it probably worse that I've talked about, you know, because he can't even go anywhere like like you and I can, for example. Like you can go outside and have a walk in the park or something right now if you wanted to and just avoid people, right? Like if you see want somebody coming through one path, you go through another one, right? But you're fine. He lives in the middle of New York, right? In the city. So he, he, like, even going outside, there's a huge potential that he'll just, a huge possibility that he'll run into somebody. And then you never know. So he'd rather not do anything. And, and, and <laughs> he, he even goes to the length, like, I guess from Amazon or from someplace, they got uh, one of those sticks that, um, that you, uh, that the old people used to grab stuff. To mm. like when they when they order like food or when they order groceries to pay the guy, they stick that thing out the window because they live on the first floor. So they stick the money out through that thing so they can give it to the guy who's delivering the stuff. And like they're going through that length, you know, so because it's like you hear mixed things. What I'm saying is like he t he he uh, called me yesterday and he he's a huge like he's very positive guy, very smiley, like super. He's like, I've never been this anxious in my entire life. He's like. He, his anxiety is like through the roof right now and and it's going crazy and this m reminds me of um i've been seeing like i've been seeing really stupid memes or not memes but like motivational quotes or whatever that's like saying saying like um if you haven't like found like an opportunity or you haven't grinded in something uh like right now um it wasn't lack of time that you that you like whatever it was actually like lack of self-discipline or what, like i don't know yeah i got so mad when i saw that 
I completely understand. That is just I such got, a bullshit thing to say in this. That is uh, so time. crappy. And yeah. whoever wrote that or whoever saying stuff like that. I don't yeah, like you very much right now. No, exactly. That's like that. so crappy. And it's like, in my process, like if, if that's the case, then everybody that goes to jail will come out a successful businessman pretty much, you know? Like this also reminded me and like kind of relevant, but funny is, uh, it's Tupac. Anyway, everyone knows Tupac, you know, he, he came, he has an interview, like you can find it on YouTube where, um, he talks about like when he, 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 he had just come out of jail. Right. And he's coming and he comes out and he goes into an interview and he's like, he's telling, uh, cause the, somebody was telling him that like, if he had songs written or something like that. And then he's like, like he, he, I'm paraphrasing here. Cause I don't really remember, but he goes something along the line of, he says like, a lot of people were expecting me to do that. And to like everyone saying, Oh, like Tupac, he's going to come out with a banger now that he's coming out of jail. He's like, but you guys have no idea the kind of mindset or like what mind you have while you're in there. Like I did not want to do anything, you know, yeah. like you're constantly. So it's like, it's not the same, obviously, as prison, but it might as well kind of be for some people, you know? Like, not everyone has a huge backyard, like, you know, or pool and something like that. Like, I know, I know, like, celebrities are probably chilling right now or, like, you know, because they have huge yards, like, multiple acres and they're... I see, I saw, like, I follow Arnold Schwarzenegger on Instagram and the mm -hmm. guy has, like, oh, yeah. the biggest field and he has, like, he has, like, a nice backyard. He has uh, um, a donkey and, like, a pony and, like, sees him run around his yard all day and, like, yeah. But, like, what I find interesting with all of this is that now suddenly, so I'm living in a smallish town, but it's still a small city. And then all my friends, of course, or I think most of our friends live in, like, some form of bigger city mm -hmm. and then there are like these few in there that live somewhere on the countryside and they're just having the best time because oh yeah they can go for walks and they will not meet anybody ever in the forest like for them almost nothing changed like they spent their time outdoors gardening going for walks exercising going out with a bicycle and suddenly, with like this pandemic, I'm really questioning why I want to live in a city. <laughs> Me too, man, for sure. For sure. Like the countryside was never more attractive than it is right now. I know. I know. And hopefully that'll change once cultural uh, institutions open up again and everybody is just so hungry for museums and theaters and the cinema that then it's really great to live in a city because you just can't do all these things mm -hmm. but until that happens i think the countryside will appeal incredibly attractive right now yeah yeah after this i kind of want to just get a farm just farm my own uh, you know like grow my own stuff get my own livestock you know go like off the grid it. go off the grid just have chill there have be self-sustained there have exactly. my own like personal gym there in like a basement or something or in a separate room and just <laughs> exactly i don't need to depend on it because i'm even scared to go to the supermarket now i went uh i do like obviously like everybody else probably i do massive grocery shopping yeah uh to like hopefully last me for like three weeks or so but uh i went i went uh 
yesterday and I go to actually this one uh, chain of supermarket that's close by here. And I, I went there and I came and then I did that yesterday. And then today I see an article where they're saying like two of the locations here in, in Orlando, uh, the um, staff has have tested positive. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it's not safe. Yeah, I'm trying to do like weekly grocery shopping to kind of risk the or limit the amount of times I have to go into the supermarket. But mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, you should. Uh, you should now that you have a now that you have a car. You should just do like something for like three weeks or something like that, and just stick it all in there. My issue with living in the Netherlands and going grocery shopping is I would go like almost on a daily because I was on my bicycle and I couldn't carry much stuff, you know. So I live above the supermarket. So for us, oh, there has oh, never been a come necessity on, to ever <laughs> stock up on things. So for the first time since I can remember, like I literally sent the first time since I moved out of my parents, I think I actually have supplies for a week in my house because I've always, always, no matter where I lived, lived next to a supermarket for whatever That's reason. Funny. That's funny. So that first time we did actually like a weekly grocery shopping here was like a complete game changer for us. And so far it has worked pretty well. And going at the right times, you can avoid pretty much everybody downstairs. So for us doing weekly shopping feels still fine and pretty low risk. But yeah, it is still like a little bit of a weird feeling. Um, uh, we did something funny on the weekend where we just had to get out and we got the car and for the first time in my life and i kid you not i went to the mcdonald's drive through as nice. a driver so i've of course been there but i've always like i was never the driver myself so right, it was right, the first right, time right. i was a driver that's great i already got confused figuring out what i need to do to start the order process because they had like a screen there but i weren't wasn't sure if this is like a touch screen or not and then suddenly a voice appeared and i was like Luckily, I didn't step out of the car to try to touch that thing. I would just have been ridiculous. That's so, so was pretty funny. Probably, they probably watched you too because they have cameras there. Oh, yeah, for sure. My only hope is that the lady on the other side of the line was busy with the car on like the other lane so yeah. that she only like switched over and didn't like see the whole ordeal. Yeah. But uh, why I remember is that <laughs> they only allow you to pay with your card, like they don't take yeah. cash anymore. Mm -hmm. And it was so funny because I drove up to the window where you have to pay. And then the guy, <laughs> they had like these mobile card scanners mm -hmm. that they attached to like a long wooden stick so that they oh could. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah, so that I could like put it out of the window next to your car. And it looked so funny because somebody like literally like built this yeah, last yeah. week probably with. <laughs> I think they actually used like the, the zip ties for cables to stick it to the wooden board. And it was pretty much literally just like a wooden board with like a card reader at the front. And it looked hilarious. Uh, it was so funny. But it was also such a nice solution for like keeping the distance in a way. Um, yeah, definitely. It was so fun. I, I miss that a little bit over there. They don't really have that here where, you know how over there you pretty much just pay by uh, the um, like rf reader or whatever yeah that it's just you don't have to swipe or insert anything that's not that's not um that's not easy to find here here you still have to stick your mm -hmm. card in or swipe it 
So, uh, but the, somebody I did, I we also couldn't take it last week, so we just went uh, through a Chick Fil A drive through, mm, <laughs> and uh, nice. and and what they do is they just uh, um, grab this thing and they're like. Uh, they don't even take your card. They're like, here, uh, just swipe it here. And then they stick it out the window and you have like a little swiper there and you just swipe your card. Mm. Yeah. Here, everything has switched to like the contactless payment where you just yeah, hold your card above the reader. And yeah, I remember that they were even because the um, some cell phone, uh, some uh, smartphones have this technology as well. So you can open up your bank uh, app and actually pay without your card even. Yeah, with like Apple Pay, for example, that works flawlessly here. Um, I've used it myself a few times. And then for the deliveries, what they've done is they do contactless deliveries where the delivery guy puts the bag in front of your door, rings the doorbell, and then essentially steps back two meters and waits for you to open the door and pick up the bag so that there's always like two meter distance between you and the delivery person. Right. And that works kind of well. But it is definitely a weird time we live in. Like I can only stress that again. It's yeah, feels weird. Has that impacted your productivity? Um, I think I think that um on like you know quote unquote office hours. Yeah, <laughs> um, it, I don't. I, it it has not um to some extent. Cause I, I, I'm still very much productive when I'm, when I'm working, but you know, I, I just, I don't know. I've, you know how you build little habits where you like, I don't know, automatically go to a certain website. Now I automatically, oh, yeah. like the, the freaking, uh, that website that tracks all the, uh, Corona cases. Yeah, yeah. 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 But besides that, it's not the, where I am affected though is afterwards where I'm just like, mm. I don't know. Uh, I just don't want to do anything but like go outside and walk around and have a breather. Maybe go on a drive randomly. And just yeah. Something that I just don't want to. Before I could stop work and then um, jump on my stuff if if I'm gonna go ahead and do that. But now I don't want to do that. Uh, oftentimes, but that's the only time. Otherwise, other than that, I, I've I've been it hasn't changed for me. Just I can't stand freaking being here much longer. But but I am. I do feel blessed that I'm able to go out though. Not like my friend who uh, who has to stick uh, money outside his window to pay the guy. You know, through a little like arm thingy. Yeah, that is a tough one. It is definitely. Yeah, it's. So for me, I would say it comes in like waves a little bit. So overall, productivity is still okay. There are a few days, like sometimes there are days where I find it really, really hard to concentrate um, and get stuff done. And sometimes there are days where I'm like super energetic and uh, I go through my work day and then I still have the drive to work on a side project and kind of continue there. But my velocity has definitely decreased, especially on my own stuff that I do next to work. And what I noticed, what I find interesting because it's such like a harsh contrast is that there are literally days where let's say like at eight in the evening, I just don't want to sit in front of a screen anymore, whether or not that is gaming or watching Netflix or yeah. working on a side right project there. where 
I just I notice myself I'm not enjoying this. I hate being there and I think three days ago I actually picked up a book again and started just reading uh, when this kind of mood hits. And this has been a very unexpected turn of event, uh, events for me, I have to admit. Like, I didn't really see that coming. And it kind of makes sense. So just historically speaking, I've always enjoyed working on, like, my own projects. Oh, I and see. Yeah. I don't remember times where, like, of course, sometimes I just notice I have been at a, at a computer for too long and then I stop doing that and do something else, but it's not a feeling that persists over like multiple days or that kind of stays with me. But now it is something that I notice on a more frequent basis and more strongly than ever before. And that is what has changed in a way. And in a way, like <laughs> looking at the bright side, I make progress on my reading goals for this year. So this is like the plus sign. Yeah. But it's also... Yeah, it's also something that is a little bit weird in a way because it's like a new and a little bit unexpected feeling. Mm -hmm. And in a way, I would really like to make progress with my all the different projects I want to work on. And there's so much code I want to write for like so many freaking cool projects that I that I could do. But yeah, I also noticed that it's just um, I definitely need to find more time for um kind of cool down and disconnecting a little bit from everything that's going on and from staying busy and just doing something that does not work in one way or another uh -huh. yeah and especially that is not digital i think that is the big big thing here as well doing things that are offline and i know i want to do that so bad i wish i had i don't know i wish i had something to uh to do other than than that did you like get we're a, talking about woodshop or something like that you know did you get a guitar i remember that we talked about this like i think before christmas or so uh i did not i did oh not. damn that would have been perfect now yeah i probably would have you're right you're right it probably would have i uh i can i mean i, I probably can still just you can still one. get one yeah yeah I'm, I'm gonna think about it and see how that how that goes nice. but yeah but I think we should set a goal for next episode and uh, and uh, not talk about this whatsoever. Oh, the Corona not stuff. A, yeah, not even a hint of mention. Don't acknowledge that it exists. <laughs> exactly. I just feel like it's everywhere. It definitely feels like it, yeah. Um, feels like it's all I talk about. It feels like it's all I listen to. It feels like, you know, it's hardly it, ever any. Yeah. I've been actually pretty good at blocking it out for most parts. Like I, I don't use it actively, but I have a app installed on my Mac that can block random websites that I want to block. And this has always what been my. What is that? So I have one installed that's called Freedom. And Freedom. It's actually so I I have to like prefix that like I have not actually used it yet. I'm still on like the trial and I've not touched it because. There is one feature that I'm interested in that you only get in the premium version and you can't test it in a trial. And I've been... What is it? Uh, that you can schedule sessions. So what you can do is you can click it and then it starts uh, like you can... So taking a step back, 
it's a tool that where you can configure websites or apps that distract you that you want to block for a certain period of time, essentially, where you can go in and say, hey, I want to start a new session now. And then while the session lasts, it has a reminder, like if you want to go to Twitter, it will say, hey, you blocked that website and this doesn't work until you stop the session. Mm-hmm. And then there is a mode where you can schedule sessions for a certain length and say for the next two hours I'm working and I can't actually stop the tool. Like you don't, you can force yourself to essentially be uninterrupted. And then there is a premium feature. There's a functionality where you can schedule this and say every day between eight and eight, I just want to block all social media sites because I know this will just distract me. It's not adding to anything. I don't need to check the news 14 times a day. Yeah. And this is the reason why I wanted to try it out, but you can't try that in the uh, demo. And I have not yet decided to spend like the six bucks, I think, to try it for a month and then upgrade to a yearly plan if I would like it. But I've been occasionally good at not checking your news all the time. Not me. I've not been good at it. Yeah. It is like, I can totally see why. Um, feels like there's a lot of things we need to check all the time, but at least for me, like I also notice it doesn't actually help me anymore. Yeah, that's very true. I don't think it helps anybody anymore. So, yeah. Have you, uh, done some distracting work on project projects or so during the last week has anything happened there um i uh i uh, in in a way yeah i've been definitely uh jumping into elixir still uh some phoenix projects uh what i have been finding interesting though is jumping back again into uh database architecture and mm. modeling and stuff like that. So that's nice. been very nice. Yeah, yeah, it's been really nice. I um and obviously I just I jumped back into Rails by uh Oh yeah. Yeah, just because of the freelance work that I'm doing. And I had to uh do some some stuff that was, you know, interesting. Uh well for me at least, since I haven't looked at this kind of stuff in so long. I've done front end and React Native applications for so long. I haven't touched this in a good year and a half. So I forgot how awesome Rails is, by the way. That's one thing. I think it's easy to forget how awesome Rails is. I would uh, so want to go back. And I'm always finding the urge to just start another project just to build a Rails app again. Yeah. So, um, but I had to do one thing that... uh, and and it's cool because it just made me uh, realize how awesome the the how like the website that I uh, learned Rails uh, was, mm. which is the Odin project, you yeah. know, the one I, I talked to from time to time. Because uh, I actually had to go back to one of the final pro- projects that they give you to do in the Rails one yeah. to actually remember how to. Um, so what I had to do in the freelance work was that I had to reference a table to itself because that same, mm-hmm. that table had a many to many. So you needed a joint model to that. Yeah. And that can get a little bit hairy because of all like, because of just, just the, uh, the abstraction of uh, active record and yeah. how you have to like reference because it, it actually by default takes in the name of, of the thing that you're using to generate like 
underscore ID and then reference, you know, and stuff. So I had to check this because one of the final projects in, in the Odin project in Rails was to create a clone of Facebook. Oh, yeah. And then probably the follower relationship is always the... Exactly. It's oh, the, yeah, yeah. Uh, the friends, friends. So because the friends, you, you need to create a, a relationship or friendship model, which is a joint table of referencing a user and a user, right? Mm. So it's, so, uh, so you're referencing the same model and you're joining a, a, the same model pretty much. Yeah. So I had to like go back and see how I did that and, uh, uh, implement it into the same, cause it was the same kind of structure. And it's pretty, it's, uh, it's pretty interesting to, to do that kind of referencing. It can get a little confusing to, uh, wrap your head around, uh, at the beginning, but once you actually have it, it's, uh, it's pretty interesting. Uh, so I've, I've been messing a lot with, with those kind uh, kinds of things and, uh, I've been really enjoying it. I'm like, wow, I definitely like backend, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. I can totally see why. I, I enjoy it. That was, that was really, uh, that was nice. That was very refreshing. I have to say. So, uh, that's, that's like the, the one thing that stuck with me, uh, and something recent as well. So besides that, I haven't, I haven't, uh, done. I also just freaking love Elixir and the way that it does things with domain driven design It's just so decoupled by the repo, um, mm. uh, architecture that it has. Like, I honestly don't even feel bad about doing something in a certain way to not put enough thoughts because it's so freaking easy to refactor, you know? Yeah. Cause everything is based on that, like repo that get all, and then you pass in the model. So you can refactor anything, any name, anything, like whenever you want, however you see it as you, as I grow as a developer, I'm going to probably want to refactor that in certain ways to make it more like clean or, or mm. conventional, I guess, or more domain driven design, correct, I guess, in a way. And I think that I just feel like it would be a lot easier. It's going to be a breeze to, to do that. So really, really enjoying it. Nice. But uh, we'll see. We'll continue to, uh, to do that. I have to, uh, I have, now we have a deadline. Well, kind of ish of taskful for the, uh, Elixir API to yeah. be done, um, by like first week of May because we oh, want to start doing, we want to start doing the web app and, uh, oh, yeah. um, with, with my friend, we don't want to, like, he doesn't want to start the web app with the old API if the new one is coming up, you know, so makes perfect sense. So I'm just trying to also figure out uh, to to implement GraphQL to see if uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I I really want to do it with GraphQL. I just I wonder what I just wonder what the uh, pros and cons is of using RESTful or using GraphQL. You know, I'm probably a billion articles out there, but I just want to see if this is a good use case to actually use it or not. Um, so I'm trying to. Uh, Trying to see if that's the approach I want to go by. Cause I mean, once that's implemented, it's probably not that great to refactor it. No, that's true. What I could imagine as an argument for GraphQL in this case is that you have these multiple clients that consume the API. So both the web app and the mobile, and they might need different data for different views. So GraphQL would be like a great thing. Yeah, for because the then the client yeah, can define what they actually need to render a certain, uh, a certain view. And you're not stuck to like, um, yeah, like a very inflexible REST API that you then, like you might then need to query like multiple endpoints to get the data that yeah. you need for a particular yeah, page. Right. But yeah, that's good. might still be but interesting uh, to read up on like the pros and cons. Yeah, definitely. 
Definitely. So that's, that's what's up with me. What's up with you? What's, um, uh, what's in the tech world? Uneventful week in a lot of ways. Um, was really surprised by GitHub's announcement to make Teams free. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. So, uh, A, yeah. I, sorry, I removed you as a contributor or collaborator. Sorry, I removed you as a collaborator from some of my projects. How dare you? Um, you haven't noticed, so I don't think you care. Um, because no, no. <laughs> since since it's so cheap in a way to now have a GitHub organization with private repos, I moved a lot of private repos that I created for my work on sim racing into the organization that I had. But mm -hmm. before the organization had just like all the public repos and all the private ones were in my user account since that was right. cheaper. I didn't want to spend $25 for myself just to have private repos. So now that it's uh, essentially free, or I think I actually pay like the $4 uh, because I want some of the advanced features. Oh, you are though? Yeah, they did make it cheaper though, though, right? Yeah, exactly. Like you don't need to buy three licenses or like the f it was five, I think actually with the, um, doesn't matter. Like before you had like this minimum price of $25. Now it's just, it starts at four. Um, you can pay for one user. You don't need to buy like three or five seats to begin with. And what the premium version has is branch protection and more um, build minutes, both of which are not completely uninteresting to me. Yeah. So pretty much the only thing that I would actually say I got done this week is migrating a shitload of repos and setting them up and adding them to my Terraform script and uh, doing like housekeeping. And then I spent right. a little bit of time, I started working on this only really yesterday, to be honest, um, making progress on the iRacing client and like the Windows API that I need to integrate mm -hmm. in my Rust project. And that was actually really fun to pick up again. IntelliJ, so, what blew my mind is that I upgraded IntelliJ to the 2021 release. Okay. And JetBrains created their own font for coding. And it's the most beautiful typeface I've ever seen my code in. Really? Where can I see this? Um, there is a link that I can share with you later. I forgot exactly what it's called. I think it's called JetBrains Mono. It is ridiculously beautiful. It is made for code. And it has some features where they, like you can enable a feature in IntelliJ where they merge certain symbols to be one. So if you, for example, have a dash and a greater sign, like that makes the arrow, they will actually convert this from two symbols into one arrow. And it just looks oh, I know beautiful. It is so nice. It looks so good. And Wait, I've seen this though. I think that you can add something like this in VS Code. Yeah, I, VS Code has like, I know there's at least one language or one font that does the same, but this one mm -hmm. got announced by JetBrains, I think like two months ago, and then they- um, This is really nice. I'm seeing it right this. now. It's really, really nice. It looks so freaking good in the editor. Like having a full page of code with this font just is so much nicer than before. And it has I been, see that if you do like the double equal, like it creates the, the like just the one equal. Yeah. Like longer, long, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I see. It just, I like, it has been so much fun to work on code again since I had that phone, like just experiencing it and working with it has really increased my motivation to um, code. It's unbelievable. Wait, what, do you use, what do you use IntelliJ for? Uh, Java? 
Uh, pretty much for anything that I write, I use IntelliJ. I'm not the biggest fan of VS Code. Huh. I wonder how it does with uh, other languages, though. So I use it for any language that I've written, I've used IntelliJ for. Uh, so Ruby, Rust, JavaScript, uh, HTML, CSS, we just ignore. Java. Um, it's pretty good. I'm going to give this a shot. I'm gonna give all of shot. them, I think. So Java is still like the king, the tooling in IntelliJ. Right. For Java, it's just mind-blowing. Um, at work, I literally don't write code. I just hit Alt-Enter to get the next suggestion and just use suggestions to write my code. Mm -hmm. But um, it does a pretty good job at the other languages as well. And for me, the color feature, why I don't go back to VS Code or anything, is the Vim uh, plugin that they have is really nice uh, because it can parse an actual like it it's like actual vim in quotation marks it's mm -hmm. it can read an actual vimrc file while vs code for example just has an emulator of vim that doesn't have all the features that actual vim has yeah and that for me is the big selling point for intellij plus it has a beautiful font now and i can highly recommend checking it out okay i'm gonna check it out Cool. Should we wrap it here? Yeah, let's do that it. That sounds like a good point in time. Yeah, definitely. Stay safe, stay healthy, yeah. and talk to you next week. See you. Talk to you next week, bro.